Good morning and welcome to Let's Start Gardening. It is the May long weekend, the weekend we all wait for in the gardening world. Um, as that kind of usually is the rule of thumb of when we can get out and start our planting. But this year, 2023, we've been fortunate enough to probably get out and do planting a little bit early. And uh, it's been fabulous. A little smoky, but it's a great day to get out and get your plants, do your stuff. You get, you don't overexert yourself too much on too much heavy digging, etc. So great day out at the garden center yesterday. Uh, we have the, the scoop it up ice cream stand going. Seeing lots of kids going around, and uh, the favorite I hear is the the birthday birthday cake ice cream. So, anyways, we do have the the cinnamon swirl that you get at the Flames games as well, but we have that in the hard ice cream. So, if you feel like uh, hankering for an ice cream or a hot dog, you can take a little break and uh, while you're doing your shopping, and uh, Terry and Lisa have more plants than uh we can shake a stick at it is nice and full fully stocked good morning terry hey good morning and uh did you go check your uh tree lot this morning do you still got a couple things left out there yeah there's a few things left out there for sure so (laughs) (laughs) which is it's pretty awesome it looks so good and one thing i'm gonna just mention um to our nurseries and our partners our growing partners they've done a fabulous job catching up um, getting us the product and getting some of the plants back into size because during the pandemic, like there was such a a run on so many plants and they're just not widgets that you can just make more of. So they have to grow, get to the size. And there's certain specs that we have to follow. Like a two gallon has to be a certain size, a five gallon and a 10 gallon. It's just nice to see that the evergreens are actually filling up and going to the outside of the pot. Um, some gorgeous Wichita um, junipers, which we have not seen for a couple of years. Like they've been nice the last couple of years, but nice and full over the over the size of the pot. And, yeah, uh, just just great to see. So. Kind of getting back to what we're used to seeing. Um, and, uh, yeah, they, everything looks fantastic. Yeah. Really, really happy. Absolutely. With yeah. No. And, uh, and a big, uh, a big shout out to our Spruce It Up team. Um, I must say, I think it's the best team ever, but, um, we've had great teams in the past, but these, uh, from the annual girls, the tree lot, the perennials, the cashiers, the courtesy guys, the. Um, guys who do the lo- the loading on the equipment. Anyways, thank you so much. We cannot do it without all you guys, and uh, you guys are phenomenal, and uh, it's it's just great. I, I loved it yesterday. I was in the annual section. I'm pushing carts. We're getting all the stuff in. I'm helping, and the, the this annual team out there, they're, they're high-fiving. They go, we got all the carts in. <laughs> there it is. <laughs> and there it is. Bump. And then Lisa has another truck roll in. <laughs> <laughs> Not yet, girls. Not yet. Anyways. Short-lived victory. Yeah. <laughs> absolutely. But lots of fun. And uh, I'm just enjoying uh, getting to know um, our team and uh, very fortunate again. So, anyways, shout out to to everybody out there and uh, to all our customers that came out and uh, yeah it's great 
be patient. We always have parking. We have parking on the street and in the parking lot. All the garden centers would be full. So if you're heading down to to wherever, if you're hitting the inner city plantation, um, Colin has always parking around his place and stuff like that too. So hit your independents and uh, su- support them. They got the nice stuff, the good product, and lots of fun. So anyways, I it's, it's just a great time of year and just uh, – getting to meet people uh ran into uh, a couple of realtors that i always see typically at the hockey game once in a while I was, hey i recognize you guys you sit in front of us at the hockey game so <laughs> anyways just uh lots of fun anyways we should get to some plant stuff um may long weekend so typically we can plant outside now terry um any yeah. any hesitation on your part on for anything you'd put outside in a normal year, maybe, but not this year. No, this year's <clears throat> proven to be um, quite a nice warm spring, so it uh, doesn't look like there's anything too treacherous on the horizon. So um, I would say plant away. Just just know that if we do take a turn in the weather, um, just keep a few buckets around that, you know, if you've got something planted already, we'll just turn the bucket over um, those plants that may be a little more tender. But I don't foresee that happening um nope. should, should be good to, should be good to go absolutely and and i and every tree person i see walk around customers with trees shrubs i just mentioned to them again slow deep watering um tree bags are phenomenal it is when you see it out there just go fill it up it's just a reminder to, yeah. to give your tree some water um yeah, but it, that slow deep watering don't just fill the the tree well up once or twice Put your hose out there, that slow trickle. Um, leave it for two or three hours so it just soaks into the ground, gets your root bowl nice and moist. You can do that in this heat, like when we're hitting 28 degrees, um, twice a week at least, two to three times a week. And then that way your 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 tree gets to use the whole root ball and, and keep that foliage nice and hydrated all the way to the top. And uh, that's... If you if you if you don't have anything else going on, water is the is the one thing that you can do and uh, out in there. And if you're planting all your plants, and all of a sudden you get to, you know your cat or your dog likes to go out there. We got these cool coleus plants, and they're called Dogs Gone. And you can smell them when you go by the the <laughs> section and the herb section. I th- I thought it was somebody's feet, but it was actually this plant. So you don't want to plant them too close to the house, but uh, we have one that's called Dogs Gone and a Cat's Gone, and uh, I, it I need it, one it works. Called, uh, what's that? I just said they do. They they smell a little bit pungent. They okay. Actually, when you rub the one, the dog one, it smells like cannabis. If you're growing cannabis in your house, oh really? Um, okay. Yeah, it smells really pungent, like a cannabis plant. But um, so if you're looking for something a little bit fun and you don't have to spray, and uh, but no, I wouldn't put too too close to, right to your front door or something. But uh, should, there's uh, some. Give that one a try. So, I should grab some and see if uh, keep squirrels away. Anyone called squirrels gone? Yeah, Please. well, that's where we have the bobax. But one, and it, it it's a pungent scent of the. It's a coleus plant, but you're not getting the colors of the coleus. It's a green foliage, has a purple flower, and uh, it 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 just really. And it's actually not an ugly plant. Like it has nice green foliage, blue flowers in the summers drought resistant gets about 14 inches high and uh the best thing about it it'll keep 
um, a lot of those dogs and stuff out of your garden and uh, stuff like that. So, anyways, give those things a try. Yeah, I'll and check that out. and if you haven't fertilized your grass right now, I just got a text. Um, we have a good friend out in the Okanagan, and he just sent me. He he takes the rate. He takes the greened up lawn fertilizer out to his place in the Okanagan. And he was just asking if he can get Rage Plus anywhere there. I don't know. I'll, I'll text Sheldon and see if he answers, if he if he has any of the garden centers that carry it in the Okanagan. But I'll text Sheldon right now and ask him if if they can get it out there. Um, but hopefully we can. And if you want to join Terry and I, phone lines are wide open, 403-974-8255. Text lines are already going crazy. I've been answering text for... Since about 8.30 this morning, um, people are up early texting. So more than happy we'll get to all of you, hopefully, through the, through the show. And uh, where are we at, 9.14? Why don't we take one call? Carol's on the line, and she was on before. Um, we just got going on the show. We'll go to Carol. Good morning, Carol. Oh, good morning. Um, happy long weekend to both of you. Um, Thank you so much. And you. to you as well. Thank you. Now, you need to make mine happy because I'm really not. I had a horrible thing happen yesterday. I had heard that if you lay black plastic on top of soil, it will enable that soil to heat up more quickly, which I did in the spring. So yesterday morning, I very anxiously go out. I lift (laughs) that plastic off of my raised bed. I have thousands of ants. Yeah, well, so what you created is sort of like a, a spa <laughs> well, for, the, for, the, for, for the ants. Well, they go. love that. You know how saunas are really popular right now for us people? Yeah, that's well, sort that's of what not you just... funny right now. <laughs> <laughs> so you created a, a sauna, a nice spa. Uh, uh, for, yeah, because they, have... they, do, they do go I to have... those heated areas. So um, well, there you go. what you could do <laughs> is that we do get that... Um, you could create the hotel where if you get a nice black nursery pot, fill it with soil. Here's my problem, Put- though. I, I have um, I had this raised bed. It's three feet off the ground, eight feet long, two and a half feet deep. And last year, I was so excited, right? It was new. I buy all that soil. And you know, your big bags. That took 10 to 15 of those bags to fill up. I was so excited, and I had a great year last year. But that's what the ants are on. So I can't plant anything in there right now, right? Because they are inches thick. I'm not kidding, inches thick. I've never seen anything like this. So is there a fast solution, or else what do I do? Do I have to remove all that soil? Um, The only other way, I guess you could, like I said, create that ant hotel um, if you put the pod on top, but it will take a yeah. few days for them to yeah. move in there. Um, yeah. You could spray, like we could spray it, do a soil drench with pure spray green, and then that oh, we I don't have some to. Of that. Yeah, mix that into into a water jug. Um, water it really well. If you start watering that pot, the ants will get out of there too. Like they don't want to be, especially if it's a raised bed. I would yeah. just put the hose in there, just start soaking the water through, and then after that, give it a just dump some pure spray green into there, um, into a pail, and then just do it like a soil drench. Okay. And other than, yeah, otherwise you you would have to dig it all, which you don't want to do. That's too much oh, work. 
so we can oh, solve it with that. Yeah. So I would just give it really good water. Um, that will get them out of there and also then do a soil drench with the pure spray green. And then just turn it over a few times and just because then if they get disturbed in there, they might be just hanging out there just that way they're not going to um, hopefully setting up a nest in there. Oh, I think there is a nest this morning. There's there's a bump now, a big bump. Yeah. Yeah. So you want to get in there and dig it up and uh, start oh. turning it over first okay. and then uh, give it a really good soaking and then give it a shot of the pure spray green with fill up a pail, mix it according to the label and yeah. then dump that in, dump two or three pails in there. And okay. uh, all righty. Okay. I'll do that. All right. Thanks so much. All right, okay, and let's bye. not create those spas for them next time. <laughs> okay. I won't be doing that again. Thank you. No kidding. All bye right, bye. thanks, Carol. Bye-bye. Yeah, that's uh, – I always see that. Hey, Terry, I've seen those. But I thought she I thought she was going to say is that she just got a, a ton of weeds pop up because I've seen that too. Like if you put the black plastic, sometimes it'll germinate a whole bunch of the weeds underneath there. Right. And uh, when, when they get heated up. So, but uh, – Anyway, she got the ant. We're going to take a quick break. Again, if you want to join us, phone lines are open, 403-974-8255. You're listening to Let's Talk Gardening on QR Calgary. Welcome back to Let's Talk Gardening, and Let's Talk Gardening is brought to you by Calgary's favorite year-round full-service garden center. Spruce it up, green it up, prune it up. We got you covered and um, a couple tips for the lady with the ants, and I should have maybe mentioned this as well, is um, you definitely use boiling water. That will definitely, in those heavily infested areas, it'll cook the eggs and the queen, as per one of our listeners um, has suggested. So that's a good... It also sterilizes the soil, so it doesn't... Uh, it won't hurt it that way either. So uh, if you're still listening, um, Carol some boiling water would definitely be um, a good way to do it as well. So should have, uh, I should have mentioned that. I didn't even think about that one. So get the old kettle outside, a little cup of tea, a little cup of tea for you, a little bit of boiling water for the <laughs> ants. And, <laughs> and away they go. Um, <clears throat> again, we're going to get a lot of questions on singe bugs too. We do have the nematodes for the singe bugs um, so you can use that, and also um, the pure spray green will work on it. And if you start seeing it, if you've had it in the past, you might want to get on that early. Again, good deep watering on your lawn, um, greened up lawn fertilizer, get you nice healthy roots. It'll help fight and get through this cinch bug infestation that we're having in Calgary. Uh, and again, if you if you do the regular watering, that definitely helps. They like it when it gets hot and dry. They can get in there and uh, and just chew away. So without being, um, oh, I guess bothered too much. So right. definitely want to do that for sure. Um, I'm going to go to the phone line. We're going to go to Brenda. Good morning, Brenda. Hi. Hi there. How are you? Good. Good. How can we help you? gave me some glad bulbs last fall but i can't oh, nice. find out how to what i should be doing with them now <laughs> so they're they're like an annual so you should have maybe planted them a little bit early but they'll still be fine oh, so okay. what, 
so typically you can put them right into the ground if you like uh-huh. plant them so just so the tip is just sticking out yeah um and there should be a little pointy side and they're still nice and firm they're not rotten or nothing yeah they're good yep okay perfect so you can either start them in a pot or right in the ground and i would just if you got a few of them maybe just do a cluster of them or do a row of them. They look great. Like if you do seven or something in, yeah, I've got in a about nice half little cluster. Dozen, I think. Yeah. So just do a nice little cluster of them. Put them in. Just start watering them. Put them in a nice sunny hot spot because you are starting lot late. So okay. I'd get them into a nice warm spot. And, uh, and so I don't have to do anything to them before I put them nope. in the ground. Like nope. water them or put them. No. Nope. No. Nope. Just get them into the ground as soon as you can. And then just start watering, and then they should take off for you. Okay. And but when? How? When do they come out? Um. Well, typically we'd we'd start them a little bit early. So you're not going to see blooms till um, beginning of August, probably maybe a bit earlier. Depends on what the season does, and if you have them in a nice warm spot. Um. But sort of July, August, you'll see some blooms coming up. So you'll start seeing they'll get the big spikes coming up. And if they're a nice warm spot, you might might get blooms a little bit earlier, but okay. probably in probably in July. Oh, okay, okay. All right. Thanks. Awesome. Thanks, okay, Brenda. Let us know day. how that goes. I don't see as many glads because they are a little bit harder to do, but I do love them. They're great yeah, looking. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome My neighbor ball. gave them to me when she moved, and they're they're beautiful mix of pink and white and yellow, like all in one plant. They're just beautiful. But <clears throat> yeah, we don't really grow them like in a lot of garden centers. You won't see them in the garden center. They're just they're really hard to transplant. I remember we used to grow them when we did our own growing, like down at Sunnyside. We have, have four to bulbs. fertilize them like on a regular. Absolutely, you you can do you can do a fifteen thirty fifteen. Thirty fifteen. Yep. Okay. All right. How often? I I would go at least once a week. Once a week. Okay. Yep. Yep. Okay. No, and that'll help your soil as well. Okay. Great. Thanks, Thanks. a lot. Thanks, Brenda. Okay. Bye bye. Thank you. Bye bye. Um, yeah, the glads, they just don't transport because they get so tall, Terry, like they get about yeah. 18, 20 inches tall in the pot and then they sort of bounce around on the cart or the <laughs> truck and then they end up flopping all over the place. So, but I remember we used to grow tons of them at one time, but if you're looking after, if you're growing your own stuff, it's a lot easier to do that kind of thing. But, uh, haven't seen them in the garden center for a long time. So, no, they were anyways. a favorite of my dad too. So, um, I, uh, I should actually... Try and track them down and and uh, yeah, grow some. Yeah, absolutely. And I I did and to Rob I did text um, Sheldon and I haven't heard back yet to find out on the Rage Plus in the Okanagan. So we'll see uh, if he can uh, give us a call. But we only have one minute left. I'm going to do one quick text. We're not sure. Oh, as the boards, I have someone. They're using these deck boards to build a planter, and they're about six years old, pressure treated, and they're worried about if they're food safe. I I think for the most part, most pressure treated, even in the last ten years, is fairly. Um, it doesn't have any of the uh, arsenic or or other bad stuff that was in the pressure treated. <clears throat> but whenever you're doing food, I I I'd probably. I, I might not use those boards. You maybe want to just start fresh and uh, and use something else unless you can find out 
um, what type of what type of uh, boards you're going to use to build your planters. And maybe use those deck boards for maybe building a flower box or some other stuff, and and then get your um, get your safe um, wood for your food crops. Definitely yeah. much better. Yeah, I think that's <clears throat> I think that's a good plan. Okay, and. I will make sure I have a drink of water. My throat is clogging up here a little bit after today. Um, <clears throat> um, we're going to take a quick break. You're listening to uh, Let's Talk Gardening on QR Calgary. Welcome back to Let's Talk Gardening. I'm Earl Coombs, and I'm here with Terry Kemper. And it is the May long weekend, and we had a little smoky day yesterday. So far this morning, it looks beautiful, nice and sunny out. And uh, it's it's great, great day. Looking forward to uh, being out at the garden center after the show, and uh, lots of product, lots of plants. Um, great seeing all the families out, people. Lots of great stuff. Everyone out enjoying the enjoying the gardening season, Terry. Yeah, it's a good vibe out there. Yeah, it's a fun time of year. I love this weekend. Yeah, and uh, and you guys uh, with your proven winners destination displays and the plants and uh, Bryce has uh, built us some new signs and some nice shelves, so things are looking pretty good out there. Yeah, we uh, beefed up our signage. We got this. Uh, I did borrow the idea or the somewhat design from our friends out in Ontario. Uh, buddy of mine has a garden center out there. Hemans. And I was looking on his social media. I said, those are some damn nice looking signs. <laughs> yeah, And uh, so sent those to Bryce, who's always very innovative. Bryce, let's build this. And uh, <laughs> in a few minutes, I had a prototype to look at and uh, give him the little thumbs up. So it's into production. So that was uh, great to see. And uh, so, and then Terry gets them, gets put his signs on, but they're nice and sturdy. Won't blow around in the wind. And, uh, looking great so anyways let's go to the phone line if you'd like to join us we do have a couple spots left on the phone line or text um 403-974-8255 and we got one quick text here morning merle do you have the melons in yet and yes we did we did get those uh the melon the little mini loved ones as well um, they're great, and we have other melons in the store as well. And I've seen some musk melons, um, regular watermelons, and then we have the mini love watermelons as well. Is that the one that are... you grew last year? Yeah, yeah, they look pretty cool. Like they just, yeah, I, I was in the grow, and I was thinking these little mini watermelons on your branch. They're pretty cool. So yeah, yeah, absolutely. Let's go to Al. Good morning, Al. Good morning, guys. Hey, how can we help you? Last fall, I had sent you in uh, a picture of this bulb on my Saskatoon uh, yep. bush that had the uh, orange fuzz all around it. Yeah, they get the cyst. Yeah, and Terry, uh, you had thought that uh, that was kind of like a cedar fung fungus or something from junipers. Okay. If you recall, and you recommended the copper spray. So I was uh, down to spruce it up last week, and I picked up the copper spray. So I'm just looking at uh, when should I spray that Saskatoon, because it's just starting to leaf out right now. 
Yeah, so I I get that mixed up, and uh, I start treating that now. Okay. Yeah. Uh, like, is that something that I do today, or should I wait for the thunderstorms to roll through type thing? Um, we are expecting a little bit of rain in the next couple of days. Yeah. So you waited this long, you might you might be well to uh, mix it up and then just have it at the ready as soon as our rain's over, then yep. go out and treat it. Okay. So is that a one-time application or just keep on it? Likely not. No. So I would treat it and then keep an eye on it and then just see what that does. If you have to jump in again, maybe try another application in another week or so. Okay. It's rare that we treat something sort of once and get a win on it, especially if it's fungal. Right. So, yeah, I would just keep an eye on it and not uh, keep that um, that spray at the ready. So. Okay. I've got two and, little... Uh, and Al, yeah. yes. is there... Um, can you see the galls on there now? The what? Any of the galls or the cysts, the little... No. Okay. And also, best way to do that with spraying is if you do see them growing, is just cut them off, prune them off right away. And yeah, I cut that them. one off last year. I was going to bring it yeah. in, but I didn't get there, and it went all soggy. Yeah. Right. No. And that's just a spore. But and what Terry's saying too, when we get the rain, that it also, it depending on when it hits, if the spores are there, it almost like activates it. Okay. Um, so we'll see the fire blight if there's fire blight on some apple trees all of a sudden if we get this rain coming up all of a sudden we'll get a bunch of calls you'll see your apple tree might wilt down because you'll have fire blight in there so okay. it's just between treating and cutting out is the best thing so okay i've got two little half gaps about uh, 12 15 feet away from on each side of the uh, saskatoon should i give them a shot too uh, not if they're not exhibiting anything. Cast um, caps are generally carefree. So okay. really only jump in if you see something going on on the plant. Okay. Okay. All righty. All right. Thanks, Al. I will go with Take that. Care. Thank you. Okay. Bye-bye. Bye. Yeah, and that's the thing. When we get this dryness and if there is any of that fungal that is out there, fire blights, things like that in our trees and shrubs right now, if we get a good burst of rain it'll just activate some of those spores and then we'll see some of that the damage happen it's kind of it's actually kind of amazing you don't want to see it i remember we had some about eight nine years ago in some trees um we had a upright um which one was it it was a upright uh, ornamental crab and then they got the siberian crab and then all of a sudden they had a bit of fire blight in them and then the water, the rain hit them, and then all of a sudden they just wilted down. So right away, next day, got rid of them out of the nursery, and it's just like, um, it's just devastating though. I, and I, we've had people that. in their yeah. front, yeah, the people in their front yard. All of a sudden, they get that. If it's if the fungus is in there, then the water hits it and it just activates the the spores, and it just all of a sudden your tree just wilts down to nothing, um, which is not good. So keep your trees nice and healthy pruning out any of those da dead damage or disease branching um, definitely makes a big difference. Let's go. Actually, let's just take a break. We're right at the 940 anyways. Um, if you'd like to join us, phone lines are open, 403-974-8255. You're listening to Let's Talk Gardening on QR Calgary. 
Welcome back to Let's Talk Gardening. I'm Earl Coombs, and we are in the May long weekend. I'm here with Terry Kemper. He's from the tree lot down at Spruce It Up. And we're going to go to the phone lines, and we're going to go to Ed. Good morning, Ed. Hi. Uh, good show. Uh, I have uh, three sour cherry trees in my yard, and uh, in the past they've been very healthy and vigorous. And for some reason, my Carmen Jewel... Uh, this year is very stunted, while the other ones are prolifically in leaf and blossom. The Carmen Jewel is, uh, like the leaves are even about a quarter through the sides and the sporadic blossoms, and they seem to be small. It just doesn't seem very vigorous, and then way behind the other ones. How does the bark look? Like, take, take a good look at the bark on on that tree, because sometimes, they'll, if you notice, they might get a little, like, almost like spongy or just take a look at that as well um i looked at it but maybe not carefully enough and it seemed fine okay and i, and I looked i don't see any bugs on the branches uh, okay uh and is uh, it in an area that gets the same amount of moisture as the other ones yes 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 and you know it's about a seven-year-old tree and it's always been very healthy Okay. What I might do to that tree, if it's um, stunt a little bit, um, put get the soaker hose out, give it a really good drink around the drip line, and then give it a shot of like 20-20-20 or 30-10-10 just to give it a bit more of a nitrogen boost, just to see if we can just push it a bit more to get it going. Okay, I got some berry fertilizer around here. Would that be good, or does it need something a little if stronger? If it's fifteen thirty fifteen, it probably has a higher middle number. If it's a berry one, I I might want. I just trying to give it a bit more nitrogen. I want to give it a push. Okay. So I on. I would look at either a thirty ten ten or twenty twenty twenty. Okay. And uh, give that a tree a nice big push. A little bit of nitrogen will make a big difference just to get it uh, a little push here in the spring. Okay. I'll try but that. do the put the soakers on there first around the drip well, line. Well, I got a real good soaking about a week ago Monday when we had the storm came through. I had about four centimeters of rain in about a half hour. Yeah, which is good. But again, just that slow, deep watering with our heavy clay soil, a lot of times that water goes through, but then it sheds off pretty quickly as well. Yeah. So just put the soakers nice and slow. Might drip it. Yeah, put it in there for four or five hours. Just give it a really good deep drink because sometimes when i see trees suffering up top sometimes i find that they're just not getting the water down deep into the root so they need that slow deep watering mm -hmm. and then if we give it a little shot of nitrogen we'll give it a good boost yeah well it's strange the other ones are very vigorous and so this one this year yeah no different soil condition underneath maybe this maybe a little drier in that spot is my guess yeah and and this, like I say, none of us are all the same in the trees. Like I said, a little bit different area. So that would that would be my guess. Okay. All right. Thank you very much. All right. Thanks, Ed. Any other thoughts on that one, Terry? Or um, yeah, the only thing I was thinking is that you know um, maybe it, you know incurred some some damage to the winter. Maybe I'd look really closely at the base of that tree if he had any chewing yeah. there or anything like that from you know mice voles whatever that maybe have got at it yeah absolutely no yeah. we've seen a bunch of that i was uh by the mckinnison holloway um funeral home on mcleod trail there i drive by there quite a bit and uh i gave them a call and because we were doing them they were just picking up their flowers and stuff from us and uh all their trees had been chewed and these are big 
um, pin cherries, I believe, and like they're about eight inch caliper, and the the mice chewed like a six inch wrap all the way around, like right into the camelot. Like they took a half inch gouge all the way around a circumference. It just cleaned it like clean all four of the trees on the boulevard there. So I just suggested without they might not do that well in years coming up here. Um, either look at maybe possibly removing or or adding some lac balsam or some sort of product to try and seal that back up because man like you're saying those the mice get in there and they just do so much damage over the winter yeah that's what the only thing i could think you know that that might contribute to such a drastic change from you know because he said he had two or three in a row um two were fine one wasn't um so that's usually an indicator that you know something's Something different has gone on with that tree. Um, I would, I would probably, yeah, just investigate more and see if there's some, some chewing and um, maybe that bark has been uh, the, the circumference of that bark has been interrupted in some way that's preventing that tree from from doing its normal, its normal thing. Absolutely. All right. I think we have time. Actually, maybe we should just take one more break here because we're right close to the to the fifty mark, and then it gives us a little extra time. In between, if you'd like to join us, phone lines are wide open, 403-974-8255. You're listening to Let's Talk Gardening on QR Calgary. Welcome back to Let's Talk Gardening. I'm Earl Coombs, and I am here with Terry Kemper. And we are going to take your calls here at 403-974-8255. And uh, just so excited about uh, this weekend I'm just thinking of all the plants that are out there, and I'm in a new place. I get to plant up a few more things. I did my first phase, planted a couple of those green wall spire um, crab apples that you had in there, Terry. I kind of oh yeah, some of and not nice. really created a hedge, but so. And my neighbor has a bed that was already sort of on the perimeter of of the lot, right? So I just added on to my side of the lot just to make the one bed a little bit bigger. So. I don't want to make it like there's a line down the middle, but right. So you're trying to add into it. So it kind of looks like it's all cause they, I have the two neighbors on the one side of me there. They're both avid gardeners. So I got to, uh, to keep up with them. Now I gotta, <laughs> I, I think I might have to step up my game a bit and, uh, and get up there cause they've, uh, they got, they've done a beautiful job. And, and, uh, so I'm, I'm looking forward to, to, to pitching in and, uh, get our corner of this block looking good. So I got to definitely got to spruce up ours a little bit more. So to get, uh, get some flowering, <laughs> she has these, uh, she has the cactus and she leaves them in the whiskey barrels all winter. Right. And they just, they do phenomenal. So they just, uh, they're looking great. So, and lots of perennials popping up. So anyways, it's just great to see. And the color, I forgot to mention the color that you're seeing all over town right now, all the ornamental crab apples, the fruiting apple trees, the pears, the plums, the um, everything is just blooming so gorgeous right now. So if you if you're seeing some stuff that you like, click some pictures, and then when you go to the garden center, you can say, "Hey, what is this one?" Instead of saying, "Hey, there's this pink tree," and we're like, "Yeah, there's lots of them right now, so it's hard." So, or a white one, typically. So, typically, the white is ones that bloom, Terry, that are the more edible apples, correct? That's right, yep. 
And then anything in that pink is usually um, on the, uh, the ornamental side. Okay, except for the spring snow and the starlight will be the pure white, but they don't get any fruit. And we get a lot of people love those, the spring snow. They're kind of a sterile bloom. Not sort of, they are, right? Yeah, they they produce little to no fruit. They they've managed to um <clears throat> with the um the genetics on that plant strip most of its ability to produce fruit away. But um what fruit so it can produce a handful of, of fruit a few times a year here and there. But uh for the most part it is it's usually nothing, uh, and what fruit it does produce is seedless, so it's not a concern. Yeah, that's why I do like the starlight as well, because you get the nice little orange, yellowy berries, and they're just small, but it just brings the birds in. Yeah. Um, and I, I just love seeing the birds, and uh, we did have a request to have Brad the Birdman on, so once we get past this heavy plant section into June, um, we're going to get Brad the Birdman on the show and do a bird segment uh and, uh, and we'll chat about our fine feathered friends because without them, we need them in the garden as well. But yeah, let's sure go to the phone lines. We're going to go to Fran. Good morning, Fran. Oh, good morning, Merle. I sent you a text with a picture um, and okay. you did reply. It was my, I have an emerald spire and it looks like the mouse got, got up after the bark and chewed on it about four inches. Um, Someone replied saying that it's wrecked the circulatory system of the tree. Yeah. I hate to kill it. It's a beautiful tree. So you know, what you could do, you could try to, so I'd get some copper spray and and maybe it depends how badly it's it dug. I didn't see that text yet. Um, okay. Terry, oh, here it is. Terry has, that uh, me, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah, that one's a nasty one. Yeah, uh -huh. that one. Yeah. <laughs> Okay. So chances are it'll live this year a bit, probably next year maybe, um, but All it's right. going to start dying. So what you Aww. could try is spray it with some copper spray okay. and let it dry and then seal all that up with lac balsam and that could extend it for a bit. But okay. typically when they're that bad, like Terry is saying, like it's like they've chewed uh, right then into the cambium layer and the it's sort of like peeling all your skin off. Right. And... Uh, <laughs> Yeah, we don't do well. Okay. So. All right. But You'll that would be to... the one thing. You could try the lac balsam, and it's it's worth a try. So. All right. Okay. Thanks for your help. All right. Thank you so much, friend. Bye-bye. And that one, you must have deep snow, hey, Terry, to up that deep or that high. Yeah, or, it's or that high on the tree. So. Yeah, either that or rabbits were in there chewing away. And we all love seeing these critters in our yard, but um, – Man, oh man, like sometimes you just wish, like, go back to the forest. And they can be attractive for sure. Yeah. 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 So well, yeah. Like this, that's a good eight inch um, a circumference all the way around, right? And just yeah, chewed it right off. Yeah, that one looked pretty deep and pretty thorough around the tree. <laughs> it did a good job. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. All right. That's too bad. Let's go to Marcia or Marcia. Okay, actually, Marcia left us. Marcia's left the building, so we're going to go to Kim. Good morning, Kim. Hi, I'm just wondering, what kind of tree is it that's shedding all the white fluff right now? Um, it's The fluff is some of the poplars. And uh, are you in an older area? Yeah. 
yeah yeah a lot of that is the old cottonwoods and that that is is doing tons of that fluff right now and and there's some dandelions i'm getting a fair bit i i'm in an older area as well but i haven't really seen the poplars but they start sending out their catkins so you will get some from willows some of the ash but a lot of it is mainly the poplars and aspen yeah and it's got to be the poplar because it's got some of it's got that those little green things attached to it and there's just tons yeah. of it like it's unbelievable yeah no it's uh it's it is a little bit nasty okay thanks for that take care bye all right thank you so so much all right and i think we actually got time we'll go to gord good morning gord i'm working uh on fighting cinch bugs in my lawn okay and i just treated uh i, I a few days back, I used some pure spray green mixed yep. with a hose sprayer. And how long before I can should do that again? Um, you might want to wait just to four or five days, but give it a make sure give it a really good raking. And and if you haven't fertilized, I would definitely get some greened up lawn fertilizer on there. Um, get yep. it actively growing and help get through this because yep. when those things get going, they then they just start chewing. The only and the other product we have, we do have the nematodes that are for the cinch bugs as well, and it comes in a little plastic ball, and you put that stuff into an applicator, and you can spray that. So it's a natural predator that goes after the the cinch bugs. What type of uh, of applicator? It's just a hose end sprayer. It's a nematode applicator. Nematode applicator. Did you sell yeah. that? Yes, we do. It come, yeah, it, we sell that as well as the nematodes. Okay, I was at the other day and picked up some pure spray, so I'll come back and take a look at it. All right, okay. thanks, Gord. Thank Bye-bye. you. All right, we need to take a break for the news. You're listening to Let's Talk Gardening on QR Calgary. Welcome back to Let's Talk Gardening. I'm Earl Coombs, and I'm here with Terry Kemper. And we do have a full phone board, and but keep trying if you're trying to get through, 403-974-8255 as we answer. The spots will open up. Let's go to Maria. Good morning, Maria. Oh, good morning. Uh, can you hear me? Absolutely. I love listening to this show because it, it gives me tasks and fills my Sunday with purpose. <laughs> I... <laughs> no kidding. I've already topped the candles off my mugo pine to keep it from growing taller but i planted the annabelle hydrangea last yep. summer and two cheyenne spirit coneflowers i don't see any greening up yet would is should i do anything is, is the annabelle nothing on either of those i'll just i look yeah, the, the annabelle you should they should start popping up from the bottom i would say anytime are they in uh, fairly warm location, or are they in the sun, or even in the shade? Well, they're in the sun for the afternoon, in the shade in the morning. Okay, if they're in a bit shady spot, uh, they could still be a little bit slower coming up. Um, so I would still be a bit patient on some of that stuff. Just ensure you give it, make sure it gets a good drink, and uh, and then just dig around a little bit and see if there's anything sprouting up. If it's a second year on your Annabelle's, it, they could just be a little bit slower. Okay. Thank you very much. But, um, like I said, don't hesitate to give them a little shot. And just go in and just dig around, cut away any of the old deadwood, and then you should be able to see something in there, hopefully. Huh. Okay. Good luck All to right. me. Absolutely. Let's hope so. Okay, thanks. 
Bye-bye. Thank you. Bye-bye. And we have another chewer out there, Terry. Um, Ken, we have two pink spire crabs that were planted last fall. There's no evidence of life eaten by rabbits. Any hope of rejuvenating them? Um, probably not. Again, these ones were chewed really badly. Mm-hmm. And unfortunately, I would say no. They stripped the bark right off. And uh, like you said, if you do see some, you might be able to. But unfortunately, they don't look very good. And unfortunately, on those two, that um, typically isn't covered by warranty um, as it's not the tree's fault, unfortunately. Um, those rabbits, so we, we, we do suggest rabbit guards, bobex, things like that. As we infiltrate um, more and more out to the outskirts and inner city, we do see a lot more of the rabbits and different things coming in. And and with us, we, we live together, so we've got to try to protect our trees and shrubs, either with bobex or with stucco wire. And even for the mice, you need to go to those really mm-hmm. small squared wire to keep them away so because they like honestly he has three beautiful pink spires or two of them like he has five to six hundred seven hundred dollars worth of those might even been caliper trees so he could be into six seven hundred dollars a piece and uh and this chewed so it's it's unfortunate which is is no good um Let's go to Jan. Good morning, Jan. Hi, how are you? Good, good. How can we help you? I have a Virginia creeper. Last year, the white flies virtually annihilated all the leaves off of it, and now they're back on there again this year. Okay. What can Um, I do? Make sure you do a really good cleanup if there's any of the old leaves that are still around. And then just start spraying with pure spray green once a week. Pure um, spray? To get them through. They're, it's a little bit early to see them, but if you're seeing them already, let's get at them. And pure spray green. Okay. And this can be purchased at, like, a local hardware? Um, Down at Spruce It Up. Um, okay. I'm not sure who else carries it, but I know we carry it. Um, so, and it works great on that. Um. If you can't find that, you might want to try some of the insectocidal soap, but just you got to make sure you rinse off the insectocidal soap after a couple hours. You spray it, leave it on, but you got to really make sure you rinse it off because it can sunburn all the leaves. And that's why we like the pure spray green because you can leave it on there. Okay, perfect. Thank you. All right. Okay, have a great weekend. Okay, and they like Rage Plus too, that... um, the Virginia creeper. So if you do a feeding of Rage Plus sort of once a week or every couple of weeks, and then with the pure spray green, you'll have nice, healthy. And once you get into through the halfway through June, July, you can probably taper off to maybe every couple of weeks. Just keep an eye on those bugs if you see them. All okay. right. Okay. Thanks a lot. All right. Thanks, Jen. Take care. Okay. You too. Bye-bye. 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 Um, let's go to Wendy. Good morning, Wendy. Hello. Hi, Wendy. Hi, how are you today? I'm doing great. Um, How can we help you? I have a question about the junipers. Was it a hard winter on them this year? Because we've had one for like 35 years, and this winter he didn't make it through. Yeah, I'll let Terry take that. Yeah. 
Yeah, I've been actually talking to a lot of people in the tree lot in the past uh, couple weeks here. It seems like a lot of people lost uh, junipers this year for no hmm. explained reason. Just because it's Calgary winter. <laughs> Good old Calgary, yeah. Good old Calgary. Uh, um, second question, first question really. Um, we dug ours out because he's dead, and I'm just wondering how um, how deeply do we have to remove the soil that he was in to get rid of the acidic? You shouldn't. Uh, you really don't do the, the, the depth. It's is remove all the roots. Yeah, and then the just then just amend it with some nice new uh, like a garden mix. What do you plan on? Well, that was my what next question. What do you plan question. on growing? <laughs> I me? had some ideas. I was thinking um, a couple of hydrangeas and maybe a an elder that black lace. Okay, awesome. Yeah, and, and the soil really isn't acidic, so you just want to remove all the roots. Okay. And it's more depleted because evergreens, like the junipers and the spruce, they're very heavy feeders, and they take every ounce of food out uh, of the soil. So, after so you just want to years. amend it with some nice either okay. sea soil or a couple buckets of garden mix, three-in-one soil. Okay. Just get it nice and rich again, and then you're good to start all over. Well, I bought three bags of the sea soil from your place, so I'm good to go. Perfect. Perfect. Yeah, yeah. just get in there, dig out the roots, and then okay. away you go. Perfect. So do I need to um, lean towards uh, bushes that like acidic soil, or I'm going to bring it back to no, neutral? No, you'll be fine. Matter? Yeah, you'll be fine. Like I said, it really okay. is an acidic soil. Like, that's kind of a, somewhat just, of a myth a bit. It's just, an, it's just more the they deplete it. They take everything depleted. out of it. So we got to put some energy back into the soil, and okay, then you'll be sure. good. That makes sense. Okay, awesome. Alrighty. Thank you so very much. Okay. All Have right. A good one. Thanks, Wendy. Bye now. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Yeah, that's like with the spruce trees and any of the evergreens, right? They're just, they're such heavy feeders and they just suck all the moisture, everything out of the soil. So there's just, there's nothing left in there. Yeah, absolutely. They do. And that might be in part why, you know, maybe um, it just is that if people aren't feeding that soil and you've got those evergreens in there and they're just taking and taking and taking, you're not, you know, you're not replacing that. Um, they will just, you know, probably exhaust themselves to the point of um, one year, you know, and maybe this is the year that um, they don't come back. No, absolutely, especially in raised planters or in if you have segregated flower beds, things like yeah. that, where you're just not out in the forest where it replenishes itself naturally. And we do our fall cleanups. We take away a lot of that stuff, and it and it's been dry. Like those those fall watering them in good because a lot of evergreens, like a lot of the junipers, cedars, uprights, they're not native to our area. So we have to make sure we supplement with extra uh, moisture, things like that, to to ensure that they'll survive here. Because if we get our dry, cold falls and winter, and and then also we get a chinook that comes through. It desiccates it out, so we got to water it in really good in the fall. Good feeding program, and uh, that will definitely help to your success. Yeah. Okay, sure let's will. go to uh, Terry. We got time for one more before the break. Good morning, Terry. Good morning, Carl. How are you? I'm doing great. How can we help you? Hey, uh, I got some strawberries here that aren't up yet, and I also have some uh, poppies that aren't up yet. Is there any concerns yet? Um, poppies, Terry, are you seeing those popping yet, or? Yeah, no. I've got some actually popping and flowering in my yard already, so. 
How old are yours, Terry? The other Terry, caller Terry. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, I put him in last fall. I phoned you guys. Uh, okay. And I put him in, but I haven't got any action on him yet. Have they had uh, much moisture yet this year? Oh yes, yeah, they, they have had lots because okay. it's been fairly dry. Um, yeah. I wouldn't give them yeah. up to them just yet, especially if they're newly planted. Yeah. Just keep doing what you're doing, keep an eye on them, um, and making sure that they've got ample moisture at this at this point. That's about all we can do. Um, as soon as we start getting this heat too, that's going to change things considerably. Okay. So just don't give yeah. up on them too bad. Too yeah, much. dig just, down yeah, in there a bit too, right? Oh, sorry, Merle. You I was just going to say, yeah, dig in there a little bit to ensure that you just pull away any of that dead wood and and if there's mulch or anything around it, just dig around where they were, just to expose them a bit more. Okay. And what about those strawberries? Should I? Are they should should they be even be up yet? Oh, Terry, go ahead. Yeah, you should be starting to see some some green poking out. Uh, I got a few strawberries in my own yard, but they've only just come up in the last week, ten days. Oh, okay. Yeah. So same so thing. Again, don't give keep, up on them yet either. Don't give up on them. No, just make sure they've still got uh, lots of moisture going to them. Well, okay. Thank you so much, you guys. Uh, Merle, are you coming out to the Bearberry Greenhouse here? I would definitely love to come out there this summer. Yeah. We miss you. We want to see you. I can't see it from my house anymore. It's too damn smoky. But <laughs> all right. Well, I'll definitely I'll let everyone know when I'm going to head up there, and hopefully, I can see some of you guys up there. Okay, Merle. Thank you very Take much, care, Merle and Terry. All right. Thank you. Bye bye. All right. We're going to take a quick break. If you want to join us after the break, phone lines are open. Four zero three nine seven four eight two five five. You're listening to. Let's talk gardening on QR Calgary. Welcome back to Let's Talk Gardening. I'm Earl Coombs, and I am here with Terry Kemper. And we have some callers that we're going to go to. Let's go to Brian. Good morning, Brian. Good morning, gents. Good morning. Good morning. How are you doing? Excellent. Got a couple questions for you, fellas. All right, let's go. Okay, no garlic came up. We uh, put it in the fall last year. I talked to you guys last fall and uh, put it in these uh, 45 or 65-gallon plastic uh, feed troughs. Yeah. Buried them in, put mulch on them for the wintertime, and absolutely zero. Is there a reason? Um, dried out of... would be my my concern. If it's a raised planter of some any kind like that, my only, yeah. my only thought is that it didn't get enough moisture and just desiccated over the winter. Dig down, okay. Brian, and just see if you can dig up any of the cloves and just see if there's anything there, if they're mush or just dehydrated. If they still look good, I would just hit them with um, water right now and just soak yep. it really good and see if you can get some life going in. If the bulbs are still good, there's probably a good chance that you can get it going. Okay, well, that's awesome. Then the second one is um, our strawberries were beautiful last year, and I've lost them all. And, again, they were in a, a steel-raised uh, water trough. Yeah, and, and that's the uh, the other thing. Like in Edmonton, they can grow in container, like those raised planters like that, depending on how big they are, because typically yeah. this stays frozen there. They don't get the Chinooks and warmer days that we get, that desiccation. So okay. when you do anything in a raised planter, it's just ensuring that you water them really good and right, right up until freeze up. 
and then yeah, well, we did a pretty good job of that, but I, I understand what you're saying because I mean they're they're not exactly sheltered, right? <laughs> yeah, and that's the thing when it just sits there, and then when the sun hits those those barrels, the, that soil heats up, and you know how dry it is here in Calgary, it just sucks the moisture out of there, and then um, it then it ends up taking out of the bulbs or the plants that you have in there. All right. Yeah. Okay. Well, we're we're, we're not quitters. We'll do it again. <laughs> All right. Let's do it. I like it. <laughs> awesome. Well, thanks again, Jess. All right. Take care. Bye bye. Bye bye. Man, we're getting lots of pictures of chewed plants. Hey, Terry. Lots of them. Yeah. Holy, like the deer. It's unfortunate. Uh, yeah. Yeah, and this one has a bunch of poplars again. They'll leaf out. But when they're chewed this bad right to the layer, like right through the cambium layer, like right into the pulp of it, unfortunately, they're they're going to go and uh, and they're not going to do good, especially you get the porous, like the apples, the poplars, aspens. It just opens them up for um, all kinds of fungus and things like that. So um, we, we do, and it's hard to talk about it after, but the wire and the bobex, the protection ahead of time is just so important. It's just, uh, especially when you put those young, tender plants out, no matter how many trees you are, like even if you're out in the forest, I remember planting some out in a couple of the acreages and stuff. I've done stuff and there's 8 million aspens around, but no, nope, they have to bust through the fence to get at those elm or whatever we planted because it just fresh seems new things uh, you just planted. Yeah, absolutely. It's way better. Way better. <laughs> What's that stuff? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. All right. Where are we at for time? Did we, did we take our ten twenty break, Renee? No. Oh, we did. Okay. Let's go to a Marg then. Good morning, Marg. Good morning. I'm calling about uh, a row of spruce trees that are okay. separated from our lawn that we put in two years ago and okay. we had thought that the fence would keep the spruce trees away but the needles are falling onto the lawn close to the fence and it's killing the lawn is there anything that we can do we can't remove the spruce trees okay the only thing you can do is is more water and then you can plant a, you can top dress it and then add a seed that's called Ecolon. It's a fescue blend of grass that can grow in areas like that. But what it, what happens is that the spruce tree works like a big umbrella as well, and it, plus it's taken all the moisture and depleting the soil like we talked about earlier. So it's just those areas need more water and and a little bit more sunshine. Okay, it's got the sunshine. We do try to water it, and you say that it's eco-lawn that we yeah. use? Yeah, it's at... a fescue blend. Okay, and we should put that on top of the sod. Yeah, and... top dress. Yeah, just top dress like where, this, where the grass is starting to die. Just top dress a little bit, and then just overseed with some of the eco-lawn grass seed. But just honestly, it's just putting the hose out there more often, and because it just... The, the tree, the, the spruce tree is naturally, it tries to recreate the forest floor by dropping the needles and it, and it takes all the moisture and nourishment of that soil and and that it's really hard for grass to grow underneath it. Is there any way you could create like a bed or something on your side of the fence? On that side, like maybe plant some junipers or, or put some bark mulch or something, just do something a little bit more decorative? 
instead of trying to fight it, that that might be a way you could work it, where you create some something nice on your on this side of the fence, where it was some upright junipers or mugo pines or something, and some bark mulch or maybe a couple boulders with it, and just make it look good that way. All right. Well, we will try that, and we really appreciate this. Thank you very much. You're welcome. Thanks, Mark. Have Marge. a great day. Hopefully that helps. Yeah, okay. you too. Take bye-bye. Care. Bye-bye. Yeah, that's a tough one, Terry, eh? Mm-hmm. Like yeah. The, spr- the spruce trees are uh, nasty. They are, so. yeah. All right. Here, I got one quick one for you. We got one minute, Terry. Good morning. My Annabelle hydrangea hasn't produced any sign of growth yet. Had a few years now. Is there still hope? Terry? I'd say after a couple of years, no, you should. I'd say that plant, if it hasn't done anything in a couple of years, that's probably. It hasn't made no, it she there. had it for a few years, and this is the first year it hasn't grown. This year, oh, it hasn't grown. Okay. Yeah. Um, yeah, I would recommend just to get down, sort of hands and knees, just investigate if there's any sign of life at the bottom there. Um, yeah. If there's a bit of leaf litter on top. I know I haven't cleaned up my hydrangeas yet either. Um, and if you just look at them quick, you'd think they were all dead. But there is a bit of green growth coming there at the bottom. So I do that first and just see um, if, uh, if there's any sign of life. Drink. Yeah, give them yeah. a good drink. And they do like the, the Rage Plus or a 15, 30, 15, 20, 20, 20. Give them a good shot. See if we can give them a little bit of a boost. Yeah. All right, we got to take a break. You're listening to Let's Talk Gardening on QR Calgary. Welcome back to Let's Talk Gardening, and Let's Talk Gardening is brought to you by Calgary's year-round full-service garden center. Spruce it up, green it up, prune it up. We got you covered. And if you'd like to join us, phone lines, I think we have a couple spots. You can call in, 403-974-8255. Right now, we're going to go to Myrna. Good morning, Myrna. Good morning, Merle. How can we help you? I have two things. Um, okay. that I need help for. Um, we brought Mark in in the fall to give some boost to our dying tree that he pruned the year before. And yeah. this year, the bottom, the top part of the tree did not grow yet. Would that be dead too, or we just have to wait? What what type of tree is it? You know that, uh, I don't know the name, the one that has seeds and they scatter everywhere. Uh, No, the the flat it flowers and becomes seeds, and then and then uh, it will go everywhere. Their seeds. Carrageenan. Okay. No, it's a tree. It's a. I think it's like. uh, Like a green ash. Yeah, that's probably it. The one that has flower. They said it's a female if it flowers, or it seeds. Okay. Okay. Is it like an old poplar or something? No, it's. The one that you just said, ash, like a okay, a type of oh, like it is just the ash. Okay, um, they 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 can sometimes die on the top again, Myrna. What I would do is ensure that you give it some really good drink right now, yeah, because um, right now it's sending the moisture up into the leaves. Yeah, the, the bottom and... part grew. Like, yeah, no, no but it, it this if if I don't see it going to the top, sometimes it tells me that it's just not getting enough, just that slow deep watering, because it okay. needs to pull the moisture all the way to the top. Okay. 
Uh, I will try that. So I just have to wait then before we call Mark again and come take a look. Yeah, I would just give it a good shot of water um, a couple times this week and just that slow, deep water and get water into the root system. Okay, I will do that. And my second question to you is, I have a tree peony. Uh, okay. And they say that the, that they graft them into a harder... Uh, yeah, a hardier root system. Yes, and that hardy root system has some slips that grew. Now, my question is, do I have to take that out or let okay. it grow? The one that they grafted it on. Terry, you want to answer um, that? Yeah, I wouldn't. If, if, if it's producing shoots there, I would just leave it as it is. Don't interrupt the, the growth on it. As soon as you touch a peony, uh, it seems to get in the mood and can take a couple of years to reestablish itself. So, so long as you planted it properly when it went in, um, I would just leave it there and let it do what it's going to do. It doesn't need to be lifted or pruned or, or really much done to it at this point. It's hey, Marta, but it was, is it a topiary, like a tree peony, though, right? Yeah, it's a tree peony. Okay, if you are getting the suckers from the root, I, I would maybe cut those out because it could come up and overtake the other, the nicer part of the peony up high because what's growing is probably the hardy rootstock. Yeah. That's, so I would, I would possibly cut those out because then you don't want it coming up and then taking away from your topiary look. Yeah, the tree peony. It's like a five-year-old yeah. tree peony. Yeah. And it's been growing yeah. No, I remember you've talked about this one a few times. And, yeah, uh, yeah. So, so what I would I would definitely, if it is suckering from the hardy root, because typically oh. that one's not going to produce anything really nice, I would I would cut those out and then let let all the energy go up into the to the upper peony. Okay. Can all I right. have one more? Since I haven't called in a long yeah. time, I should be all allowed. Right. All right, let's do it. The, I have a, the the fern leaf peony. Okay. Um, um, it's huge, huge now, and I would like to share some of it. Would I? Would I like if I would take some out? I'm so afraid that I would kill it. Yeah, that's the thing with peonies. Like Terry was just saying, they don't like to be moved or dug up. Yeah, any any of the peonies, like any of them, they yeah. just because that's the they are finicky. So, hey Terry, would you what do you what do you think about moving or sharing a fern leaf? I wouldn't do anything on it until the fall. Until the fall, but yeah, okay. Divide it and share it in the fall. Yeah, <laughs> I will try and do that because it's getting big now, and people are like my friends are just saying, why don't you just give us some? So <laughs> I will try and do that in the fall, and I'll let you know. I hope I wouldn't kill it. All right. And thank you for letting me have three questions instead of well, two. Well, only for you, Myrna. <laughs> thank you so much. I listen to you guys all the time. I know, and then you always come say hi, usually once or twice a year, so thank yeah, you so much. Yeah, I, I do that. I just don't see you there when I come, so. I know. Yeah, and I, I'm I there also most heard days, you but... expanding your, your fertilizer to medicine hat. That is so great. Yeah, no, we're going to food. we're going to get uh, we're going to go and uh, going to contact a bunch of the garden centers in Medicine Hat, Lethbridge, Edmonton, and uh, and see if they want to have the greened up lawn fertilizer in their establishments. And yeah, we're going to start so shipping out. I, I get to compliments with my lawn all the time. So awesome! Okay. Thanks, okay. Brenna. Thank you so much. Take care.
Thank you. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Yeah, when you get those beautiful fern leaf um, peonies and things like that, you just don't want to mess with them too much because they, uh, they it's just hard to get them established, Terry, hey? And then and to dig them up, it's just uh, it's sometimes a little slippery slope. But let's go to Bill. Good morning, Bill. Yeah, good morning, Merle. Uh, I had a real bowl problem this okay. winter. They ate probably half of my lawn. Okay. A big, bald, bare patches. So I went and got some dirt, some okay. bags of, of dirt, and put on it, and I put grass seed on top. Okay. And I've been watering the heck out of it. It seems to be almost coming. When can I cut? Um, I, when you start seeing the good growth, have you fertilized it as well? Uh, no, not since I put the grass seed on. Okay, I would definitely fertilize. I would hit it with the green it up because it's great for helping germination and new lawn oh, okay. as well. So give it a good shot of, of green it up, watered in well the next few days, and then you could probably mow it on Thursday or Friday. Okay, I didn't think you could water fresh seeds. No, absolutely. Yeah. Oh. If it's up and okay. starting to grow, because grass, if it's up and growing, um, it's definitely, they, it likes being mowed. Well, there's there's like little little tufts of, of new grass, but there's also a lot of still just dirt. Yeah. You so know, just go over it, like yeah, use your mulcher, just raise it up a bit. So that way, if, if it is like, if some of it is over the two inches, you just start mowing the, the older stuff and the new stuff. Yeah, that's what I, I, I mulch all the time anyway. Yeah, no, but same. I, I, that way you're I not going to be sucking the seeds seed. away. So. Yeah, I can see grass seeds in the dirt here. Yeah, perfect. Uh, so I've just make sure, you, whole, especially this heat, whole, keep it watered well, and then you should be good. I went through the whole yard. I could not find one hole where these damn things came in. No, because... Because you'd probably have the field mice and and the, either voles or the mice. So what they do is they just underneath the deep snow that we had from Christmas on, the snow really yeah. didn't melt. They just tunnel underneath there because they're not being seen by the predators. So no hawks or eagles or nothing can see how them. Do I, how do so, I prevent this from happening? Next keeping year. your grass a little bit shorter in the fall. Okay. And I didn't. I, I put year. out those bait stations. Those uh-huh. the mouse bait around the perimeter, and put okay. those out, and uh, that definitely makes a big difference. And just keeping the grass a little bit shorter going into the winter time. Okay, I didn't do that this year. I thought it would be better to leave it long. Yes, because, you know, no, for, and that's the problem kill. that creates that perfect environment for them to just down there yeah. and they have the time of their life. Right? And I had I had terrible winter kill as well. Yeah. Because you end up Terrible. getting the fungus, yeah. and and then they chew like crazy. So get some greened up lawn fertilizer on there. That'll help thicken up that root system and help it recover from that kind of stuff. Okie dokie. Well, thank you. Alrighty. Thanks. I'm just Bill. so disgusted. I usually have the nicest lawn in the neighborhood, and this year. Not. All right. We'll we'll get okay. you back there. Okay. Thanks. All right. Thanks. Bye bye. Bye bye. All right. We're going to take a quick break. You're listening to uh, Let's Talk Gardening on QR Calgary. Welcome back to Let's Talk Gardening. I'm Merle Coombs, and I am here with Terry Kemper. Let's go right to the phone lines. We're going to go to Dave. Good morning, Dave. Morning. Um, how how are you? <laughs> good, good. How can we help you? I have uh, about four birch trees. We're, we're houses backed onto a, a green space, 
And okay. I have four birch trees pretty much pretty close up to our fence. And they're, it's, it's an older, well, I don't know if it's say older, but we've been here for about uh, 12 years now. Um, I, my backyard's starting to get overrun with the birch tree roots. And just wondering if we dig and break off the roots, um, would they would they die because it's starting to they could getting lots of suckering coming up through the lawn? Yeah, usually birds don't sucker, so that's just telling me you're probably not watering enough. So I'm going to maybe help you out with a little bit of this. What I would do is is maybe top dress. So I'm going to get you a big bag, a big yellow bag of some nice loam to help you do some top dressing over top of your lawn if you like. Oh, that's awesome. And, uh, yes, that'd be great. <laughs> yeah, so uh, our good friends at Eagle Lake Landscape Supply will deliver a big yellow bag to your house. But what I would do is uh, I would just um, top dress that a bit if the roots are coming up, and then just do slow, deep watering. Birch trees love that slow, deep watering around the drip line, and then Rage Plus. So with the top dress that around the roots that are coming up, just bury them a little bit deeper. They don't like to be exposed. So just, just do a top dress like half inch at a time, let the grass grow back up into it, and then go again a little bit on those areas. And this just level it out, and then that will make a big difference on your on your grass. And deep watering, and then also hit them with some Rage Plus, because birch trees love Rage Plus. Okay, perfect. Great. Well, thank All you right, very much. So we'll just put you on hold. Um, Dave, and then uh, Renee will get your name and contact, and we will get a big yellow bag to you from our good friends at Eagle Landscape Supply, Eagle Lake awesome. Landscape Supply. Thank you. All right. Take care. All right. Let's go to John. Good morning, John. Well, good morning down there. How are you? Oh, I'm uh, not in jail yet anyway, so I guess I'm okay. <laughs> uh, Anyway, uh, Autumn Joy, has that arrived yet? Absolutely. It has? Yeah. Oh. Yes. I, yes, sir. Just, we have uh, some, actually a really nice selection, a few different varieties of the Autumn Joy. We have the shorter stuff and the tall stuff, so looking great. Oh, okay. How many and, varieties of Autumn Joy do you have, Terry? Um, there's, there's lots of seed them out there, lots of choice, yeah. There's probably at least two dozen choices for sedum. Oh, easily, easily, yep. Okay, because uh, I had the uh, autumn uh, charm and it uh, died out. So okay. All right. Have, have a great weekend. Yes, right. thanks, thanks, and John. Take take tomorrow off, Merle. <laughs> I don't know if they'll let me. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Have a good right. one. Thanks very much. Thanks, sir. Bye-bye. Bye now. All right. I'm going to do a quick text okay. here. It says, good morning, Merle. I purchased a bag of dog spot prevent, and that's the one we recommend that if you're having dogs or, what, or rabbits, it can, it, it'll can it neutralize the urine. And two bags of SIU fertilizer for the entire summer. Just wondering how much of the dog spot to apply in the urine areas. So each bag covers about 250 square feet. So that's like a 10 by 25 area. So kind of measure out the area where your dog is, is doing that. Or if you, if, if you have certain area, you just spread it out. And you're just asking just a regular rotary spreader. So what I do is measure out the, the area. Your bag of fertilizer covers about 3,000 to 3,500 square feet. And I always set the, 
the dial lower like if it says five or whatever i'll go to a two or a three and i'll go over it three or four times and that way i get really good even coverage rather than trying to apply it all at the one coverage so i always typically leave mine at three and then i just measure out how much fertilizer i need if i need enough for three thousand or a thousand square feet either a third of a bag or half a bag or whatever it is and put that in and then i just go over that area three or four times at a lower rate and then but i get a better coverage so i'm not because i find if you put the right amount in and you put it right to the max by the time you get done, you maybe walk too slow or walk too fast, and part of it doesn't get enough or too much on one. So if you just turn your dial down and just go over there three or four times, crisscross, go back and forth, and then that way you'll get nice, even coverage, and your grass won't look spotty, and you'll have enough to get the whole job, and you'll get enough to get grass um, fertilizer to all of your areas. And on your spots, Angela, what I would do is just rake those out really good and just stick the hose on each one with a little bit of pressure and just hose those out a bit. And that'll help neutralize it a little bit quicker to wash some of the urine out. Um, and on those ones, I would get a bag of three in one mix or a couple bags and mix those into a five gallon pail. And then just get some grass seed. And we have the Manderley sod mix. So it's a, it's the same blend that gets used in the sod for for here in Calgary and then just mix a bunch of the grass seed into the soil that you have in the bucket and then just go around after you've raked those dead spots out and then just put a little bit of the sod or the soil seed mix into those and uh and then you'll be set and uh you should if you only had a couple but you have quite a few if you just had a couple I'd say you can get the pre-mix um product but on this one you have a fair bit so this cost effective I'd get a couple bags of the three in one and a bag of grass seed and then you'll be good to go. All right. And we're going to take a quick break. And then we'll hit the callers again after this. You're listening to uh, listening to Let's Talk Gardening on QR Calgary. Welcome back to Let's Talk Gardening. I'm Earl Coombs. And we're going to give away a gift card to 1-800-GOT-JUNK to the third texter, 403 974-8255 send in your name number contact and renee will take your number and you'll receive a hundred dollar gift card to 1-800-GOT-JUNK help you out with that spring cleanup all right let's go to the phone board we're going to go to debbie good morning debbie hi happy uh, may long weekend absolutely happy gardening how can we help yes. you um i have a bit of a situation with um some uh, ornamental grasses, bluegrass, okay. and um, they look like they're all brown because I cut them back, right, for the winter, and yep. they're all brown, and a couple little green shoots are starting to come up, but the rest of it is like a round mound, and it looks like a hedgehog boot scraper. <laughs> okay, yeah, actually, I seen your text earlier. Yeah, and I, I, I've had this. Mine are doing the same thing. My blue, my little blue fescues, they're just not coming yet. I, so I've just what I did is I stuck the hose right on top of them and, and kind of washed down, trying to get some a little bit more moisture in it. But mine are facing um, on the west side, but a bit of shade. So I would just, um, I would just be patient a little bit on that. They need a little okay. bit more heat to get going. Okay. Should I try right. the uh, black plastic on 
Uh, no, I would just let it do it naturally. Okay. I, I would just wait for some heat. But you can go in there and just pull, if there's bark mulch or anything around, just clean it out and uh, just expose it a bit. Okay, let the air in there. Yeah, and but then stick the hose on there and get some water down in there deep. Okay, good, because these plants are like six, seven years old. So Yeah, you know, no, well and they should be bulletproof. Mine are probably that old as well. Um, I didn't plant them, but they're up against, they're closer to the foundation, so it's drier, so I'm just hitting them with some extra water. So Okay, I did that uh, a couple days ago, and then I went outside yesterday and went, ooh, what's going on here? <laughs> yeah, so no, hopefully thought, that should help. I will, I will call the experts. Thank you so much for your positive uh, uh, assessment. All right, good luck. Bye. Thanks, Debbie. Bye-bye. All right, and we did get the gift card, so no need to text anymore. Um, we did get the winner, so we'll announce that here right away. And let's go to Joel. Good morning, Joel. Good morning, gentlemen. Good morning. How can we help you? Uh, hey, um, so I'm calling because I've got a like a four-foot-tall white spruce. It's kind of a columnar one. My uh, builder planted it for me. Okay. And it is, last winter, it kind of got a little bit of red needles on it, but it came back in the spring. Um, same thing happened this winter, but it's almost completely red needled. But now it's kind of greening up, but only at the top and maybe at the bottom. Everything else is still pretty much red needles. I'm curious, should I give it some time or is this thing kind of a write-off now? Um, I'm going to suggest it's probably almost a write-off because if it goes red, then it'll probably go brown. Are you getting okay. new growth on the edge, on all the branches? Like, is there new little candles starting to pop out? Yeah, like very, very top, maybe the top 10% yeah. uh, of it. And then all around the bottom, I've kind of got on one side some new growth. But I'd yeah. say like probably 60% through the middle, nothing. It's it's all kind of Okay, right so let's just see if the new growth pops out on the ends. Like maybe you could trim it up, maybe create a little topier or something, maybe be a little creative. <laughs> but <laughs> okay. uh, yeah, honestly, that would be about probably, it. Yeah, okay, so she's probably had a rough couple of uh, yeah some of those back. are on the moderate uh, of being hardy okay all right um what would you suggest if i do want to plant an evergreen that'd be a little more hardy just just to get a, like a colorado spruce or something like that it depends how much room you have but yeah any of the upright um cult, like colorado spruce are good um mountain pine is one of my favorite okay it's beautiful yeah 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 okay well great i all appreciate right. the advice and help today thank you all right. Take care. Okay. Bye-bye. All right. And uh, that's it for us for today. Thanks, Terry. All right. And and Renee will contact the winner. And again, thanks to our for our gift from Eagle Lake Landscape Supply and also 1-800-GOT-JUNK. And uh, we'll get our garden on right here next week on QR Calgary.